With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Maria's Mutts and Stuff. What a great idea! On (laughs) iHeartRadio. Welcome to Maria's Mutts and Stuff. With me today is Dr. Katie Pagan, and she's from Heart and Paw, because March is Pet Poison Prevention Awareness Month, which is a big mouthful, but basically we want to keep our pets safe, and Dr. Pagan is going to give us some tips on how to do that. So first of all, thank you for chatting with me today, Dr. Pagan. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Dr. Pagan, I have a dog, and I know that there are certain foods and certain plants and stuff like that that are allergic and could be deadly to dogs. So let's start with plants, because spring is coming, and flowers and plants are going to start to be blooming. What is is poisonous? What's a poisonous plant or flower for dogs? Sure, yeah, that's a great question. So a big... One that uh, we will see, especially in in more emergent cases um, at the ER clinics, is Uh actually something called sago palm. A lot of owners, pretty common in the southern states, but um, we are finding it more in the northern states as well. Um, People will have them in their their backyards Uh or in their front yards. I've also seen little mini potted sago palms. It's actually the nut inside of of the palm that's um, toxic to dogs dogs it's extremely toxic uh, to their liver that's the target organ oh wow usually these dogs come in and they are just not looking good at all i I, i've seen very few cases actually survive after they've eaten um the nuts of the sago palm and that's that's a huge one so um, i always tell owners you know make sure you know what you have um, in your yard or in your house uh, because that that's a huge one i'd say it's probably one of the worst the worst that i I Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Could you, because I never heard of that, could you spell it for me so this way then like our listeners can look it up and to see then what it looks like and see if they have it in their yard? How do you spell that? Sure. Yep. It's S-A-G-O. Uh-huh. Space Palm. P-A-L-M. Oh, okay. So good. So that's very good to know because I never heard of that. But for listeners who also haven't heard of that, then they can I, they can Google it and see what it looks like and then see if it's in their yard. So I never. So yeah. that's really like that is terrible if a dog say eats like you said the nuts that are in the that part. So yes. Okay. Yep. So and they usually will be lethargic. They might have some vomiting or some diarrhea. Okay. Um, but the biggest. Um, I'd say the biggest clinical sign that we see mm-hmm. um, is they just come in really, really lethargic and they don't they don't look well at all. When we do blood work on them, their liver values are sky high. Wow. Affects, um, the liver and then slowly the liver will start failing. And in most of those cases, they don't do well. By the wow. time we catch it and we know what it is and it's they're in too the hospital, late. Oh, that's it's most of the time too late. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. But this is a very good tip because, like I said, I never knew that. And I bet many of my listeners didn't know that either. So yes. um, I know azaleas are probably and they're going to start blooming now with spring coming. Azaleas is, is the flower or the plant itself that is poisonous. Yeah. So uh, we can actually see a little bit from both the plant and the flower. 
um, with dogs. And that is, you know, another common one that's, that's blooming. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time with that, we'll see them either hypersalivating where they just have uh, a ton of saliva coming from their mouth. Um, it can cause uh, other issues with their internal organs too. And so, you know, another reason why it's really, really important just to know what's in your yard sure. um, and how it can affect your, your pet. Right. And I, and I see, I know from a list that lilies, right? Now for lilies, it's, is it also the flower or the plant or both? Yes. And lilies are really, um, I, I would say, more common for cats. Okay. Um, they, they love chewing on the leaf itself or the flower. Oh, wow. Um, and that can cause kidney failure in cats. So oh my goodness! A lot of the the, the Easter um, flower arrangements sure. will have lilies in them. Right, and right. Owners will often find them chomping on the the leaf and the flower. Wow! Is it is it like from the scent or is it sweet or we don't know? It's just it's just something that cats like. Yeah, cats just they. It's funny. <laughs> they're a breed of their own. They just they love chomping on on all house plants. So right. I get really nervous <laughs> with my with my cat owners that they right. you know, might have something in their house that that the cats will chew on. But um, they oftentimes will go and just just start nibbling on it just because right. just because they're cats. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. And it, yeah, they have to do it because they're cats. No, that makes sense. Yeah. But these are really good pointers because especially you know, like you said, Easter's coming and spring, and so. It's really very important, you know, for any of us who own a cat or a dog to pay attention to the plants indoors. But mostly, I mean, especially if like if you have an out, you let your cat go outdoors or your dog runs in the yard. It's really important to know, like, what's out there because you could wind up, you know, poisoning your pet and not, of course, not planning on doing that, which is awful. So these are great tips. Very great tips. So I know food wise, like I've known this forever for dogs. Onions and garlic, deadly for dogs, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. It does have to be in large quantities. So a common, a common question I'll often get is, you know, my, my, my dog lifts some tomato sauce off the ground and I use garlic and onions. Is, it, is that going to cause an issue? Not right. likely to be the case. It has to be a pretty large ingested amount for it to cause an, an issue. Right. Um, but yes, garlic and onions, they cause something called... Um, uh, Heinz body anemia, which is where they basically attack the, attack the red blood cells oh, and wow. can cause them some issues. Wow. Uh, I am finding more over-the-counter medications that, that owners are getting from some of the third-party pharmacies online actually uh-huh. have garlic in them. Oh, my goodness. And so I always tell people, check labels if you're getting anything supplement-wise or vitamin-wise from any of those pet online pharmacies, because some of them will actually have garlic in them. That's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. No, that, so that's, a real, that's another great tip, because I bet a lot of, because I don't, and that's a good tip to do is just... To, I mean, I don't go through third parties, but still to look at the ingredients because, yeah, who would, who would think, you know, oh, it's it's medication for a dog. They can't put garlic in it. Yes, yeah, they can. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And with onions and garlic, um, I'm guessing raw is probably more deadly than, say, if you use garlic powder and you spill some on your floor and your dog licks it up. It, yes. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Right. But it's also in large quantities. Is that correct? Like you yeah, said. If they yeah. They just get a little nibble of it or lick something off the floor. It's, it's likely not going to cause an issue, but right. definitely more of a, a larger amount of ingestion right. can, can cause an, cause an issue. And is that also the same for cats? So cats, um, they don't. I, I don't usually see a problem with cats. Yeah. Um, at first, I feel like most cats don't. They're not drawn to to eating onions or garlic <laughs> as much as as much as dogs are. So we really don't see as much of an issue with it in cats. Right. So I guess, I mean, you know, 
being a dog owner, I'm like, dogs are smarter, but they're not. I think cats are definitely smarter than dogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cats are, yes. You know, I, I have to agree. We have to agree. Like, I think of like, if you have a table set with food, a cat can walk across it and everything will stay exactly the same. But if you put a dog on the table, forget it. All your stuff is on the floor. Yes. You know? <laughs> just, it makes me laugh because cats just seem like they're so much smarter. And, and you know, to, to, for the dog people, I'm apologizing because I have a dog and I just see what my dog <laughs> does you know like yeah he thinks the streets with like food in front of a restaurant like he loves to go past garbage bags that are in front of a restaurant because you know he knows he smells it there's definitely table scraps in that you know sure yeah you know. absolutely because you know of course because i in his head i'm always like i feed you you don't have to go through that bag you know so <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but um so on the food on the food uh topic so i see that milk is not good for cats, which it's so funny because I think of cartoons and you see somebody puts a plate of milk down for a cat. Yes, absolutely. Everybody, springtime's coming, which is kitten season, and a lot of people are finding kittens outside, and the first thing they want to do is offer them milk. Yeah. They're actually lactose intolerant, which... Um, but yeah, you see it in every single cartoon and movies. Everybody wants to give cat milk. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. But we're finding now that they are having a harder time digesting it and they're actually lactose intolerant. Wow. I never yeah. knew that. Look at this. I'm learning some. I mean, I think I know so much and I don't at all. I'm learning all these tips from you. It's amazing. Um, so, okay. So that, so milk for cats, onions and garlic and raisins are also bad for dogs, correct? Yes. Raisins and grapes are, are terrible for dogs. We okay. don't actually know what causes um, that toxicity in dogs. Mm-hmm. They we're finding that it might be the tannin level within certain types of grapes, but mm. um, one grape is enough to put a full size 80 pound dog into kidney failure. Really? Um, or oh a my. bag of ras- raisinets. You know, they, they get into a bag of raisinets and they can cause it can cause some issues with with the kidneys. Wow. Wow. I can't. Wow. I can't believe that one grape. I mean, I feel like a grape is so little and so nothing. But oh, my goodness. I never realized that. Yeah. And it really depends on, on the type of grape. And they're doing a lot more research into it now. It's one of the newer toxicities that we found in dogs. Uh-huh. You know, back 20 years ago, we really weren't sure if that was causing an issue and there wasn't many reports on it. But now we're finding that it can cause that. And there's some dogs, you know, that can eat one and they can be completely fine. It's really hard to know. Right. Um, wow. Especially because they all have different tannin levels between grapes. Sure. We so really don't know yet which ones are causing more of an issue, but I always tell anybody, stay clear of, of, of any grapes, raisins, if you have little kids in the house and you're um, giving them grapes, you just really want to be careful. They're not throwing any on the ground. Sure. One, one can cause an issue. Wow. I had no idea. But then for cats, it wouldn't do the same to a cat correct? I, I haven't seen many issues with, right. with cats and, and grapes or raisins. Right. But you probably still shouldn't yeah. give your cat grapes or raisins just because. Yes. Right. Just to be right. on the safe side. Absolutely. So now, okay, so this is like going down that path of grapes when people give alcohol, like say if they give wine or, well, I mean, beer isn't made from grapes, but wine is. So that's not good either to give like alcohol, basically alcoholic beverages. Not a good idea to chill out your dog, correct? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. And that's just because it's alcohol has not, not really because of the grape thing. It's just because alcohol itself is not good to give to cats or dogs. Yes, that's correct. Right. Okay. So I guess, and on the same uh, of like recreational stuff, I would assume then that pot marijuana isn't good either 
for cats nor dogs. Yes, that's correct. So we're finding a huge increase in marijuana toxicity uh, with pets. I've seen, you know, some not so happy cases come out of that where a puppy gets into something or, or, you know, jumps up on the table and, and grabs a brownie and it, it ends very, very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not a whole lot. I mean, obviously you want to consult with your veterinarian, call your veterinarian because it does require hospitalization to fix it. There's nothing to reverse it though. Oh, wow. um, so there's nothing that a vet can give uh-huh. that can actually reverse the marijuana once they've actually ingested it. Um, you know, I suppose if we catch it really, really soon and they've eaten, you know, brownie, we can always induce vomiting and, and right. make them throw up before we see those effects. But um, most of the time we treat them with, with uh, symptomatic care. So IV fluids, they can get really, really drooly from eating marijuana. So we give them uh, medications to help with nausea, help with vomiting, put them in a quiet room. Wow. Um, and we basically just wait for it to wear off. But in some cases, you know, the dog comes in and they're way too far gone and we can't, you know, we can't unfortunately save them. And I have seen many of those cases, but sure. um, but you know what happens. Yeah. Higher concentrated. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the, the oils now, the, the more concentrated um, marijuana products are, are causing more of an issue. So we mm. do, and, and the dogs, they love to get into it. They, of course. They are constantly drawn to, to eating them. I'm sure. I, yes. <laughs> there's something actually fu- kind of funny about that, but it's not funny, you know, like funny, not funny. But I'm sure also the smell gets to them, you know, because, right, because dogs are so, those uh, smelling everything. So I'm sure the smell of it attracts them in some bizarre way, too. I yes, guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They go after uh, a lot of the, the remnants of it or the, the rolling papers that people are using to um, for them. And they'll, they'll eat that. Um, they go straight for the plant, too. Right. I've seen them eat brownies or other cooked, cooked sure. items. Yeah. Right. And brownies because and that's chocolate. That's bad for dogs, too. Correct. Yeah. Very bad. Yeah. Um, usually the, the darker chocolate. So the baker's chocolate um, are more toxic than, say, a white chocolate would be. Uh-huh. Um, but we always we always worry about them getting into to chocolate as well. Right, right. And even um, like xylitol, the artificial sweetener, right? That's not good for them too. That's that could be deadly. Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's a huge one. Um, so we're seeing those, uh, the xylitol added into a lot of sugar-free products. Mm-hmm. So you want to check your sugar-free gum labels, sugar-free uh, candies. I'm actually even seeing it in, in certain over-the-counter products, too, like melatonin. Some, some vets will prescribe melatonin over-the-counter for dogs, and we're seeing sugar-free the, the xylitol. And what xylitol is, it's a sugar-free substitute, so it's used in place right. um, for, for sugar in, in those sugar-free products. And if they get into that, it can cause issues with the liver as well. And usually they come in and they're vomiting, they're lethargic, um, they might be having seizures. Wow. Wow. It's it's all. Yeah, it's all. It's terrible. I mean, you know, it's all it's all of it to me is sometimes accidents happen, but but that's different. But it's just being a responsible pet owner. You know, like you 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 wouldn't keep stuff out for your kids to grab and put in their mouth. So you have to kind of you have to have the same the same thought process when you have a pet. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my biggest things that I tell, especially new pet parents, people that are owning a dog for the first time, a puppy for the first time, and go over these common household items. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just don't know. Sure. Um, And sometimes it can be too late by the time we find that they've gotten into something. Wow, wow, wow. So I guess, and again, because accidents do happen, as careful as we try to be, um, if somebody, and just by 
watching your cat or watching your dog, you think that they might have gotten into something, the first thing you should do is call your vet. But then if your vet's not there, the National Animal Poison Control Center, is that the place? Like, can they give advice, I guess, or tell you if something is deadly or poisonous? I mean, they could be of help too, correct? Like if your vet's not available? Absolutely. And some veterinarians are actually instructing their owners to call the Pet Poison Control Center first okay. um, before calling because oftentimes, you know, we might be busy in the back doing surgery or the phone might be ringing off the hook or, you know, our front right. desk is tied up on the on the phone and, and sometimes they can actually be quicker to get an answer from than your regular vet. Right, um, right. If we're dealing with time with a lot of these things that they could be getting into, you know, minutes and seconds are very important. So sure. um, I always tell my owners, keep the Pet Poison Control Center number on hand, mm-hmm. call them, call us. Um, and some vets might even instruct first that they call the Pet Poison Helpline because they they have 24-7 toxicologists on, on the clock and oftentimes they'll say, what did your pet get into? How big is your pet? Sure. Um, what product did they get into? And they have all the specifics to tell you exactly what to do. Right. Um, and, you know, some of them are going to say straight, go straight to the emergency room and you right. know, it's definitely something that, that they should be doing. Um, a lot of owners will try and wait it out and see. Right. Um, but right. We're, we're dealing with seconds and minutes, and it's really important to, to get an answer ASAP for, for what sure. should be done. Sure. And honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, true confession, many, many, many years ago with my first dog, and she was a puppy, and she, I think she ate like a piece of a houseplant. And I actually called the National Animal Poison Center and I got someone and they asked me the questions, just like you said, and I'm not making this up. And they were like, no, she should be okay, but just watch her. And she was. I mean, she ate like a piece of a leaf. And I don't even remember what plant it was, but it was just like, oh, because I was a new pet owner. She was my first dog. And I was like, oh, my God, she ate a piece of plant. You know, I killed my puppy, but I didn't. So um, so it is legit. They do pick up the phone, like you said, that they're man 24-7. So I should tell that number. It's 888 888- Four two six four four three five. So that's actually that's a really good piece of advice, and I can vouch for it that they do pick up the phone and talk to you and talk you through as well. Yeah, absolutely, they're great. And there's yeah. also um, a few apps now that they've just put out oh. um, on for for iPhones or for Androids, where it's a Plant ID um, app, which is really nice too. Because you know, I'm I'm no botanist. I don't right. know what's in my, <laughs> my backyard always. Right, um, right. So you actually upload a picture of of whatever plant it is, and it can give you an answer as to what it is, which can be really helpful too if you are call, calling the the poison control center or your veterinarian, where you sure. can tell them exactly what what plants you have around your house. Sure, and and having that app and the like the sudden instant identification, you know, time is of essence. So that's actually that's a great piece of advice. That's very important. So, yes, well, this is great. So, Dr. Katie Pagan, thank you so much. This was so informative. Like I even I thought I knew so much. I even learned stuff. So, these are great tips. I thank you so very much. I really I really believe you just uh just by chatting with me for the past 20 minutes, you definitely have saved many pets' lives with your information and I really appreciate you and that. So, thank you so much. Yeah, it, you know, if I can inform one person I've done my job and that's, that's right. what I you know always set out to do just to, to educate and have people be aware of what's out there and um, yeah. it can it can definitely save a life yeah. yeah and you definitely did so thank you so very much thank you of course thank you so much for having me Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.